You're listening to Remotely One, a podcast that educates, entertains, and inspires you to take your life back from the office commute. I'm Rick, a former beer rep who left the warehouse to become a voice actor and digital creator. And I'm Colleen, a remote work advocate and consultant. We're going to speak with some of the top professionals who have managed to avoid the commute as they share stories from the most inspiring to the most comical, all while working remotely. Man, this sounds awesome. Let's clock in. Do you, did you work remotely or do you now? I, I guess I could be considered hybrid because I work primarily out of my home, but I visit with customers day in and day out. I'm a beer rep. Oh, okay. Back in my uh, younger years, I worked, I was like, a, I worked for a, um, I was kind of the middleman, like a broker between the distributor and, um, you know, the end user. So we, Svetka oh. Vodka was our big, was our big thing. Yeah. So I used to sling alcohol as well. <laughs> it's it's an interesting dynamic, this business. I'll tell you that much. It is. Welcome back, everybody, to Remotely We Are One. I am your host, Rick Haney, flanked by the ever-wise and, I guess, uh, brilliant. I don't know. I can't think of another word. Kaleem Clarkson. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. He's still my beating heart. <laughs> you still stop it. Stop it already. You're already doing it. This is great. Hi, everyone. I'm doing great, man. Thanks. I'm, I'm no, just so happy to be here. You're doing exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, man, besides you just blending right into the background with your blue shirt guy? Oh, I'm trying to uh, hide. It's one of those days where it's a dark, cloudy, cold day, and uh, I don't want people to see me, so I'm camouflaging into my background. Nice. You look like one of the blue man groups with one of those strep suits on <laughs> where you can see their package and everything bulging through. Well, I, that's, what you look oh, like. that's cool. You know, I was going for a Smurf aesthetic with my, with my bright white face and blue background but that's cool Listeners, you went to bulging package <laughs> <laughs> this is the what kind of operation happen? we're running here okay this is Y'all the kind of operation yeah and we're not even we're not even into the introduction yet we're already on a whole different topic what are we looking at in today's episode my friend sir again all of our guests have been great but something that i really love about today's guest is she's just got everything on point Listeners, you can't see this, but right now, our guest, she's got this cool background with a paint splash. She's got this dope sweater on that's matching the turtleneck. She's just on point. Not only that, but she's been working remotely for nine years. So she's no rookie to this. You know what I mean? Interesting, yeah. She's also, and I've worked with attorneys before. Hey, I love all you attorneys. Love you all. But she's currently a fractional lab coach for lawyerist. I know how hard that can be. Some of y'all attorneys are very opinionated. Listen to our guest. And today when we found out that her favorite artist is Lionel Richie. Oh, Wonderful. not enough. O's and smooth. Reconfirm. All <laughs> night long. All oh, night. Lord. Please don't. All night. <laughs> Not enough O's and smooth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Colleen Clarkson, not enough O's and smooth. No, nowhere smooth as him. Can you rock leather pants? That's the other no, thing. no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> leather pants. Oh, gosh. I'm going to get some just because of this. Last but not least, 
She's the founder of Work Well Wherever, which is a remote work coaching and consultancy for small business. Everyone, listeners, viewers, please give a warm welcome to Miss Mary Ellen Stockton. Everyone. Ah. Yay. Yay. Welcome, Mary Ellen. We are so happy hey. to have you here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I don't know what I'm about to get into, but I have somewhat of an uh, indicator it's... after listening to a few episodes. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you for listening. We, we appreciate yes. it. We appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, so we all know why we're here, and, and you thank you for listening as well. Uh, given your vast experience in all these nine years with remote work, can you tell us a little bit about your initial experience in the industry and, and, and how you got started? So it all started when I had kids, <laughs> my yes. first child, actually, mm-hmm. because I still wanted to be able to work and contribute. And I knew that there had to be something that I could do that wasn't just data entry, working from home. And so I wrote down a date on my calendar to leave my last employer, and I did not give up until I found a remote position. And so I worked for a remote company for five years and then started my own company almost three years ago. Fantastic. What was that transition like for you? Just so I'm clear, you had remote experience several years of experience before you broke out on your own. Is that right? I did. And the whole driver behind my company was really that initially it started with, I wanted more people and especially women and moms to be able to have the flexibility that I had. And Mm -hmm. I originally coached and worked with individuals. And then slowly uh, I moved into coaching more companies and consulting companies because I realized if they could do it well, then they would have more jobs and people would be have more flexibility. So, yeah, I think for a lot of people who were kind of forced into COVID and were able to be around their family a lot more, probably got a little bit of an experience of what you were talking about earlier. I want you to talk a little bit more about that idea of a working mom. I feel like it's been lost a lot in this conversation of remote work. A lot of people are talking about, oh, well, we don't have daycare. Um, Well, that wasn't really what you were talking about. You were talking about, hey, I'm a boss before I had kids. I could be a boss while I have kids. I'm knowledgeable. I have something to give back. So for a lot of mothers out there and fathers, too, who are thinking about this thought of, hey, I... I know I'm going to take some time off to raise my children, but I still want to keep my my memory muscles. I still want to keep my knowledge up to par. So can you talk about the desire for you wanting that when you started looking? Like, what was that like? Yeah. You don't ever know until once you have kids. And I'd always worked up until I had kids. And then my husband and I lived overseas for three years in Tanzania. And when we came back was when... My son was almost a year old, and I really started thinking, like, I want to be able to have time with him when he's little. I mm-hmm. want to be able to pick him up from daycare. I need yes, to, like, have that, you know, flexibility. My biggest concern when I took my last job, I knew I wanted to work remotely, but once I took it was, you know, I'm a people person. I love mm-hmm. being around people. Would I miss that working for a remote company, right? Like, we saw each other a couple times a year. But what I found was I felt more connected to those people than I had in other jobs, even in the office. And I knew there was something to that. 
And so that drove me to build my business. So for me, it's more about not missing out on the important stuff. Mm-hmm. And not that you always have balance because you don't. And certainly COVID didn't help with the balance, right? right. But that is the reason that I started my company was to still have that flexibility and help other people have it. And so that's always at the top of my mind when it comes to things like put the work down and try to be done by the time the kids get home from school. So you can have all these things. It's about being able to start work earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. start at seven, then take time off and go do that. But just that kind of flexibility and being able to work from wherever, work well, wherever. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) You know, I have control of that schedule. And once I started working remotely and it just worked for me, I will never go back into another office full time again. (laughs) It seems to me like you're speaking my language here. I I have two little ones. And thankfully, my industry uh, has been relatively stable during the, the pandemic. But it really opened my eyes to... What am I doing? That's how we kind of stumbled onto this whole voice acting thing is because I realized that I'm in an industry that I'm not really passionate about that takes Mm -hmm. up all of my time. But where I really want to be is having my own home studio and and working out of my house. So having said that, and you really just kind of alluded to that with your previous statement, but I guess my question is, what advice would you give to somebody in my position who is, is in a whole different industry and really wants to make that leap? because of the flexibility that it offers. And I'm not asking about specific questions about voice acting, but how do I set myself up to make that transition? Yeah, you're already doing it. I think by doing things like this, and this is pretty common, like so doing things outside that align with where you want to go to be able to say, so whether it's volunteering at something, leading something, but being able to show that you can do it and do it well. And if it's somebody that is at their, like say that they, love the company they work for, the industry they work for, ask. (laughs) I think that we forget to ask about like, can I have this flexibility and be prepared for what the objections are, be able to show like what you've accomplished and how you can accomplish accomplish things. But I think when we don't ask, we're too quick to leave our current employer, even though we love stuff about it, thinking that they would say no. And we just have to ask and you can, you know, suggest they'll start small, maybe one day a week and then build up from there. But I think you're doing all, this is a great start in your case of moving in that direction because mm-hmm. you can do all this from home and still be able to connect to people. Mm. And especially if you put a little sexy on it, Rick, all the time. Well, I mean, that's what I do. There it is. I mean, you hear that? You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? If you need a voice actor, hire this man right now. He's got the voice. Give me the Barry White, Rick. What do you got for Barry White? Can you do it? Oh, that's, oh man, that's too low. That's too low. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) We'll be right back after these words. 2020 was no joke. It changed the game for everyone. Workplace flexibility is no longer a perk but an expectation. In fact, a recent study showed that a flexible schedule is more important than salary. Yeah, you heard that right. Employees want choices over cash. If you're a startup or a small business that doesn't have a remote work strategy, stop what you're doing right now and complete our free tree assessment at blendmeinc.com. Since 2013, Blend Me Inc 
has been helping small businesses improve the remote employee experience. Let's stay local, but compete global. Visit us at BlendMeInc.com. That's BlendMeInc.com. Ever wonder how certain ads catch your attention or get stuck in your head? It's because the person voicing it knows how to tell the story. Now, maybe they're telling you to stumble over to Sullivan St. Patrick's Day for green beers, Irish car bombs, and corned beef all freaking day. Or maybe, don't miss the deal of a lifetime this President's Day at Callahan Ford. Savings like these should be unconstitutional. Or maybe... Come wash away your troubles here at Cooter's Car Wash. We ain't no soap opera, but you'll be singing high praises. Hoo-wee! Cooter's! Or, here at Brooks Brothers Mortuary, we put the fun in funeral. Everyone is just dying to join us. All right, well, that's a bit much, but for you, I'll do it. I'm Rick Haney, and if you're a business owner looking for a creative voice in your marketing, look no further. I'll tell your story the way you want it told. Follow along at Remotely We Are One or visit my website at rickhaney.me for more information. And now back to the show. Um, Mary Ellen, I, I, I have a, a, a different question. So we're talking about a little bit from the individual's perspective and how you said, hey, I, I need this flexibility, but I don't want to miss those moments with my children. I really resonate with that because like, during our times working remotely and, and during this time of COVID, I just have seen my partner more, like 10 times more. Yeah. If you look at the hours, it's literally like 10 times more. Before, it was about three hours a night. Isn't that kind of weird when you think about that? Like you get, yeah. like by the time we made it through the traffic and shout out to Atlanta traffic, boo you, uh, it takes you two hours. So like by the time we got home, sometimes it would be seven o'clock, six thirty. Totally. Say yeah. hi, eat some food, we're sleepy, boom, it's over. What are some of the biggest challenges that you think small businesses are having? I think there's plenty of coverage on the Googles and the Apples. I think, you know, everybody can understand that. Yeah. What are you seeing with the real small companies? Yeah. Yeah. I think now hiring has been a thing. Yes. For sure. And so with that comes like onboarding new employees remotely, especially if you weren't set up to do it. And so I think that is a challenge. Um, this hybrid thing, whew, it's the hardest thing to do, I think. So with small businesses, and I do have lots that I coach where they have the one person that's remote. And the rest of the team is in office, maybe a couple of days a week. And so with that, and it comes the same with um, for fully remote teams too, but the employee engagement piece. So it's taking months and months to find the right person. Then you yes. finally get them there. And I'm like, you better make sure that onboarding is good. And <laughs> you better find a way to keep them there, right? So this employee Special engagement man. piece. It's huge. And I think that is, it is a challenge and it is a challenge for not that it can't be done, but it takes like being super intentional and creating a plan and taking the time to meet with people and talk about stuff that's not work related. The thing that I see people rush into is, you know, I, I ask people, how do you build relationships, period? Like, how do you build relationships, period? Whether it's in office or remote. It can't just be about talking about the facts or what you need or what they need. You have to make that time 
to get to know someone. Absolutely. Do you find that a lot of leaders are having to relearn people skills and people management when it comes to remote work? I mean, if a company has not typically been a remote opportunity and suddenly mm-hmm. it is, I can't imagine what kind of mental gymnastics a manager would have to go through to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I heard this morning was I think LinkedIn did like a, they were on the Today Show, someone from LinkedIn talking about projections for 2022. And that flexibility still remains high on the demand for employees. So you've got that. And I think with the leaders, one of the things, but as people are slowly going back into the office, this concept that I heard called re-onboarding is beautiful. So when you talk about re-onboarding. I love that. Yes, I loved it too. I can't even remember where I heard it. I'm going to have to go back. But for small businesses, any type of business, but you've hired these people during a, a pandemic and you onboarded them remote. Some of these people have never come back into the office, have never led. So maybe they're going to go to this hybrid thing, but it is like getting them to meet other people on your team and resetting expectations and any changes that are made. So like that's one thing I see as we're moving forward. So thinking about those kind of things as people transition. So for leaders, really think about, hey, are there people that maybe, you know, rethinking like how we did things in the past because it has changed. Um, With that re-onboarding, I couldn't, my wheels would turn in so much when you said that. I'm I'm envisioning re and then onboarding. I'm envisioning how it's written. Um, I'm envisioning my next blog post on re-onboarding. There's so much stuff about it. But you were kind of talking about the, the employee who hasn't gone to the office Right when you said re-onboarding, I was thinking re-onboarding the whole company. Well, both. We're consulting with someone right now, and, it, and it's funny because we're always telling them, like, look, the first thing that we have to do, and it's always the boring stuff. By the way, if you're ever going to engage with us, we're going to do some boring things first because they're so important. Like, defining what remote work or hybrid remote looks like at your company. Yeah. Having a definition and doing yeah. that. So yep. this idea of re-onboarding to me, when you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everyone should go through this new onboarding of what this new company looks like because everything is different. How we interact, what the expectations mm-hmm. are, how many times you we expect you to come into the office. Maybe we now have an intranet because we didn't have an intranet before. We have a new internal communication policy. So I'm just making this up right now. But to me, re-onboarding feels like it's a thing everybody should do because you're a new company, especially if you've transitioned from something where you were brick and mortar on-site eight to five, Monday through Friday, and now you're saying, no, we're going to do this hybrid remote thing, and you only have this onboarding for remote employees, which is awesome, but all your current employees haven't gone through it. Yeah, sure. And that's the other thing that one thing that you hit on that, like I say over and over again, that my, my clients are probably tired of me saying, but it's about setting expectations. So if it's resetting expectations or setting expectations, I think that that is also like a leadership gap where I can see it going really south if you don't set expectations up front, right? And we stay consistent and when we're bringing on new people and to engage them going forward, it's setting expectations, setting up small wins, setting goals, sharing your goals. All these things help an employee to be engaged. 
I read this thing or it's statistically shown that if you pay someone fairly out of the gate, right? So you pay them well and they feel like they are paid well for the job that they took working for your company. They are, that it becomes less of a motivator for being an engaged employee, right? They want a sense of purpose. They want the flexibility. They want goals. They want to know how they can win. So really thinking how you can set people up for success, whether it's hybrid, whether it's remote, and this re-onboarding thing could be part of it. <laughs> oh, Marianne, we're going we're gonna to develop the re-onboarding academy after this. There you go. I'm ready. I'm ready, Colleen. <laughs> well, you, you, touched, you, you touched on something that's really got my wheels turning, and, and that revolves around monitoring employees and the trust levels between employee and, and employer. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a no it's, for monitoring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I know I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I say if you hire the right person and you lead them well, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you build that trust, right? It's the same as like building a relationship. You've got to trust your employees. And so it doesn't matter where they are, where they sit, right? By setting clear expectations and having goals and making sure you're connecting and onboarding them well, then it should be a success, right? So there right. shouldn't ever yeah. be the thought of having to monitor monitor them. Yeah, you said something about trust right there. Like you do build on trust, but I do think what's a little bit different, and some of our listeners probably heard me say this before, that like the difference in the remote workspace is that you have to assume trust first. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. trust is earned. It's true. Like you do build more trust the more you interact with someone. There's no doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So as a remote worker, you have to understand everything that you deliver on time, every message that you send, every response, everything in the beginning is building up that level of trust. Although from a employer's perspective, they have to start with trust because it's remote. There's no other situation. You know, you can't not trust someone on day one. Cause if you do this monitoring thing, and we're just talking about like employee engagement in the experience, if you're a company that is going to say, we'll trust you at some point, but for now we're monitoring all of your keystrokes or you have to have your camera on at X amount of time a day. You have to have your GPS turned on Rick. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> those yeah. people are not going to stick around. They're going to go on no. indeed and start looking for a job that says, no Hey, way. we trust you already. <laughs> no way. Right. And let me tell you this, if they're going to be monitoring you and that's a known for everybody that comes on, I'm like, you better tell me that before I apply to work with you. because if I get in there and then it's like, but you know what you signed up for, right? It's about setting Mm -hmm. expectations up front too, but that would be a no go for me because (laughs) leading well comes with trust and right, like earning trust and building that relationship. But also, yes, you're there to guide them if they're not doing things. So provide feedback where they're missing the mark, but you're there to guide them and like help them grow, but let them do their job, what they hired to do, and then you can weigh in when things aren't meeting your expectations. Mm. Yeah. That's fantastic insight. So you've been doing this for nine years. That's a pretty long time, right? Can you think of anything in those nine years that really sticks out in your memory? Like maybe it was something you learned or something that inspired you or somebody else, even maybe it just made you laugh. You know, is there anything that sticks out in your memory that you can share with us? Yeah, I think I have been doing this for a long time. 
And normally I would say before COVID, I will say one of these things that kind of threw a wrench in remote work. I love that it's pushed to the forefront, of course, but is that it doesn't mean that you never see people in person, right? It doesn't mean that you never see your team in person. Like I always tell people, what are your rituals? Even if you see them one time a year or if you have a quarterly retreat, we want people to do that. So I think one of the funny things for me is that I, a few weeks ago, I got to meet some of the lawyers that I coached in person Mm -hmm. and they thought I was a lot taller than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, so like taking away like the video, I said, oh, I guess I have a tall girl presence. I don't really know. Um, But they were like, oh, I thought you were going to be taller. And so they were disappointed meeting you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. It just got better from there. It just got better. But um, you're like Patrick Swayze in the movie Roadhouse. I thought you'd be the next bigger. day. I, I came in in three inch hills just to, so I could, you know, but it's interesting because you never think about that. Right. Even for them, right. it's like you've been right. talking to these people on video for a year. And you finally meet and it's like, whoa, like you look different or you're, you know, all those things. So those things are funny to me. But I think that the rewarding part of what we do is being able to see how people have transitioned and adapted through COVID and made it work. We have people that have never worked remotely before. Lawyers who are extremely paper heavy, giving up their offices and hiring and onboarding and trusting and like doing all the things it is why we do what we do mary ellen stockton you have been such a pleasure to speak with and and just for tolerating our wacky senses of humor is that's a huge kudos to you so thank you so much for joining us and being on the show yeah we loved having you having me i can't wait to see what you do next I can't wait either. That's why I'm jumping on it. And, and Kaleem has been a big influence on me. And certainly, you know, having the pleasure of speaking with folks like yourself who have more insight than I do is definitely valuable to me. So I, I will definitely stay in touch. For sure. For sure. Mary Ellen, tell the people in the world where they can find you, where where they can find you on the social webs, where if, they, if they're a small business and you can you work with anyone, not... Not just in Atlanta, Georgia. We just happen to live in in the Peach State. So how can they get in contact with you? Absolutely. On social, it's just work well wherever. So that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And then my email is maryellen at workwellwherever.com. And the same for my website. Cool. So reach out. Well, thank you. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. Please come back again sometime. I hope to. You've been listening to Remotely One. Visit us at remotelyone.com forward slash podcast for upcoming episodes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our episodes on your favorite podcast app. Hey, hey, don't forget to clock out.